Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of Popcorn Hangover. 25! Feeling alive! <laughs> it's like we're at Portillo's. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, today it's our first sponsor, Portillo's. <laughs> we wish. We went from no sponsors to, like, the biggest Chicago chain restaurant. Yeah. Just kidding. No free ads. Portillo's, you have to pay for this. We're gonna sue you. No, we're not. <laughs> okay. Well, this week, because it is our first episode of October. Yes, happy October first to those that you are to those of you that are listening to this on the day it releases. If you're not, I don't like you. <laughs> Just kidding. To kick off the festivities of October and to celebrate Halloween, we will be doing a Halloween ish movie. I think yeah. All the movie we'll be doing a Halloween I'm gonna try to go over. Yeah. To kick off the festivities and the season of fall and Halloween, especially, we'll be doing a Halloween-themed movie every week in October. Woohoo! So, stay tuned for that schedule. Should be coming up shortly. Yes. Hashtag spooky movie season. Spooky movie season. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we won't. But, um, the first spooky movie that we will be doing, it's kind of like ABC's, like... 30 Days of Halloween, or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> Was that an ABC family thing? Yeah. So yeah. Freeform. Yeah, Freeform. So, in our five weeks of Halloween, haha, we will be kicking it off with an another classic and just a good time movie, Ghostbusters. Yeah. The 1984 version, yes. not the 2016 version, yes. because they have the same name. <laughs> that is annoying. Before we get into that, why don't we get into what we've been doing this week? What we've been watching, reading, maybe? I have not playing. read anything. <laughs> I never read anymore. When's the last book? What's the last book you've read? Um, oh, God. It was like a few years, like three years ago. Oh, man. And I read, like, I read Big Little Lies, but then I read something else after it, and it was shit, so I don't remember. All right. Well, more excitingly, what did you watch this last week? Oh. My family and I have gotten very deep into Love Island, and I am obsessed with this show. It is so good, and it's on every single night, so, like, How many episodes are in a season? Dude, I don't know. We're on, like, episode (laughs) 30-something. John, they've been there for a month, and you basically get to see, like, every day, and it's, like, live. Like, not live live, but, like, it's happening basically live. Yeah. It's so interesting to me. I think the concept is so fascinating. But... Uh, I haven't really been watching, like, too much other than that. I'm not, um, the, the boys fan club isn't up to date today. One apart me. I'm not <laughs> up to date. I didn't have a chance to watch this latest episode. But we had a pretty packed weekend of just stuff. And we had, we are on a bowling team. And we played our first month of bowling. And I was awful. But it was fun to do something, you know, normal that's, like, on a schedule. Yeah. I so had a cool. really fun time. I don't think any of us bowled really well, but... No, we were all awful. That's fine, though. I had fun. Yes. That's all that matters. Well, this past week, I have been starting to make headway into some shows, so I've been... They finally put The Good Place Season 4 up on Netflix, so I I probably will finish it by the time this episode comes out. I watched, Yay. like, half the season tonight. And then you'll go and start... Uh, Shit's Creek. Yay. Um... Though, I have been keeping up with the boys, unlike Anna. Okay, it's one episode. It is one episode, but that's... There's only two episodes left in the season, so... Oh, okay. You know what? You know what I've been... 
what I've been dealing with. I have a very busy week at work. Yeah. He's being very mean to me. Well, so watching it has inspired me. I think I'm actually going to start reading the comics. Mm. They sell like a combined, like a total edition at Barnes & Noble. So I think I'm going to buy that and read it because it is fascinating. And apparently the show has taken so many liberties that it's basically a new thing at this point. And I'm like halfway through reading Dune. Still really interested. Still really confused because of the character names. And there's like a billion characters. But really enjoying that so far. And I'm looking forward. You gotta forward. make a little like bookmark that has all the names and like descriptions of I what honestly, these... someone, the best description I've heard of Dune is it's it's like the closest thing to a Russian novel without being a Russian novel. And those are famous for having like hundreds of characters there's really like 20 something main characters, but it's like, it's still a lot. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. And I didn't know this, but Dune apparently has like five or six books that are as long as the one I'm reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intimidated now. I'm like, I don't know if I can read all of this stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. I, I probably will though. But like Anna said, I'm going to be starting Shit's Creek next, whenever I finish The Good Place, probably this week. So that's the only thing that stopped me from starting it last week or whenever. But he keeps lying, everyone. Let's let's. I'm gonna make a site <laughs> list of grievances for how all the times that you said you're gonna start Shit's Creek and then you don't. Yeah, well, and it's gonna get tough at the end of the month too because then the Mandalorian comes out, and you know I'm just gonna have. Those are two very different <laughs> things, John. The Look, Shit's I'm just Creek make, is so e- easy. <laughs> I'm making excuses. Yeah. Well, let's pivot. 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 Into a little bit of news. We're gonna all of our news this week as it is, like, half of the weeks, is Marvel. It's all we care about here. We're big, we're Marvel geeks. Yes. So, the day after we recorded last week, Marvel dropped a bunch of news that kind of threw our new segment into last week into disarray. But they announced that they are going to be pushing Black Widow back from November into May of next year. In doing so... Wait, I swear we talked about this last time because... No, we didn't. We said that she was go- She was in the process of getting screwed. Oh, okay. Well, it, whether or not we talked about it or not, they solidified their release schedule much firmer for other things. I am not happy about it. So I get it, but I'm not happy about it. So with pushing that out of this year, 2020 is officially the first year without any Marvel movies since 2007 because it, the MCU started in 2008. The upcoming schedule of Marvel movies is Black Widow on May 7th of 2021, almost a full year after it was supposed to debut. On July 9th of 2021, it'll be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the the Ten Rings, pardon me. And then there's two Marvel movies scheduled to come out on November 5th of next year, but there's a really good chance that one of them is going to move because one of them is Spider-Man 3, which is technically a Sony movie that mm-hmm. they co-produce with Marvel. But the movie that will not move from November 5th of next year is The Eternals because Marvel controls that release date instead of Sony. So next year, we could potentially have four Marvel movies, and that is in combination with the fact that two Marvel shows are scheduled to release next year in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which apparently can't come out before Black Widow because spoil- there's like some spoilers for it. And then the other show that's supposed to come out next year is Loki. So oh, I'm so excited for that one. So, I, I don't really care about WandaVision or... Yeah, I just care about Loki. Oh, and that's right, too. WandaVision is coming out in December of this year, so we will get a little bit of Marvel content, but 
very different from it looks a very wacky it does look wacky and i'm excited for it even though i don't particularly like wanda or vision in the movies i don't it's not that i don't like them like i do like Okay, it is annoying because Wanda has so... Okay, the, we could go for this another time, but Wanda has so much power and sh- and they squander it so much. But that's another, like, day for another day in time. But the thing is, like, they're just, like, not, in my opinion, like, front runners. Like, I just don't no. know. I, I don't see... I don't get excited about them having their own show. Whereas, like, Loki, it's like... Loki has this personality yeah. and, like, this about him where I'm like, oh, my God, I would totally watch a show with Loki. And it just brings him back because, like, I miss him so much. Well, I'm excited about two things with WandaVision. One is that Kitty from That 70s Show is in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, she's one of my favorite actresses and she's not in anything. So, like, I was, I texted in, I was like, I really hope that Red shows up in this. I guarantee yeah, that won't happen, but that'd be hysterical. But the other thing I'm excited to see is in the comics, Wanda is the daughter of Magneto. And now that Marvel owns the rights to the X-Men, I want to know if they're going to retcon that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Because a lot of people speculate that mutants are going to get introduced in this show, even though, like, Wanda is a mutant, but they can't, they couldn't say that in Age of Ultron or any of the other movies. Yeah. So I kind of want to see if they're going to do that because, you know, it'll be weird. And here's the beautiful thing about WandaVision. Like, if it flops, it's not really going to have any impact on the MCU because, mm-hmm. like, Vision's dead and Wanda, like, doesn't really have any reason to be there now that, like, they killed Thanos. Like, she just kind of, she doesn't have any point. I mean, I'm sure she'll be back. Yeah, I'm sure she'll be back, too. There's rumors that she's going to be the villain in Doctor Strange, which would be kind of cool. So many things. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors. There's a great subreddit that I've subscribed to, like Marvel Leaks, and it's like people who are Hollywood insiders post on there. It's crazy, the stuff. Like, someone basically posted the entire plot of Endgame, like, two years before it happened. That's messed up. No, but, like, they didn't leak the script. They basically were like, I've heard this, and I've heard this, and a lot of it came out being true. Anyway, that's Marvel news for this week. No real Marvel this year. A lot of Marvel next year, potentially. They might shuffle up things again. Well, that's news, and we go from a bunch of new stuff to some old stuff. And that's Ghostbusters. Great transition. <laughs> Terrible transition. Terrible. Um, yes, Ghostbusters. So I was pretty adamant about doing all Halloween movies, especially when we found out that Wonder Woman got pushed, because I was like, okay, you know what? We're just going to roll with it and do a whole month of horror Halloween-themed movies, and it'll be great. Um, but I, you know, starting this, where we watched it before October... And we're like, what do we do to kick off? Like, I don't want to go straight into Halloween because we're not, like, that close to yeah. Halloween yet. But I feel like this is a good place to start because it's it's by, like, affiliation a Halloween movie. Just it's, about it's, ghosts. It's, it's Halloween adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Without being... And it's also just a great comedy. It's, um, you know, it's, it's some great actors, like, with some of their finest work and, like, just great chemistry. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, uh, that's why we picked it, and John, will you give us a synopsis? Yes, so Ghostbusters is a 1984 supernatural comedy starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis as three former parapsychology professors who start a ghost hunt, uh, uh, sorry, a ghost hunting business in New York City. Sigourney Weaver stars as a woman who is possessed by an evil spirit who's trying to bring about the end of the world. It made $296 million on a $25 million budget, 
and is regarded as an all-time classic from the 80s. It has a 97% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 88% audience score. The critic score, like, baffles me. It kind of did for me, too. I'm not saying it's not good, and it's not deserving of good scores. I just think it's crazy. There are not many movies that have, like, a 97, and for, like, this movie, a comedy with, like, you know, it's not, like, the plot is amazing. It's not, like, I mean, mostly the reason why I love it is how ridiculous, and, like, Mm -hmm. for those three actors and their chemistry together. So, to put in context this movie and, like, how big it was, because we hear box office returns, and it gets kind of weird the further you go back, like, not just because of inflation, but just because of how, like how people consumed movies and like a lot of people went to like uh like dollar cinemas and stuff where it was just different but this was the second highest grossing movie of 1984 only behind indiana jones which is like massive so and like the other thing is and i wanted to talk about this with rotten tomatoes so the further you get back on rotten tomatoes like pre-internet it gets really interesting how they do critic scores because they take a combination of, like, newspaper reviews that they perceive as, like, positive to do it, and then also current critics can go back and give a rating. Mm -hmm. So I think with Ghostbusters, it's one of those things that people have such a nostalgia for it that, like, we kind of prop it up higher than it really is. Yeah. And I like Ghostbusters, but I agree with you. Like, 97, that's, like, especially for comedy, that's, like, an all-time comedy. And I would not say Ghostbusters is, like, an all-time comedic movie. Yeah, I mean, I think it does things that other movies have, have like mirrored, like the pan, mm-hmm. like the deadpan, like comedy and like yeah. one line. I mean, it's also these. It, it's Bill Murray, like it's just yeah. classic Bill Murray, like, and I think also people just love that from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's just another thing that's like so beloved about it. But it's also just like this. Yeah, this is a phenomenon. I mean, this. Yeah. You hear this da- this damn song, and you cannot get it out of your head. Like, I'm yeah. literally, we've been sitting here for, what, 15, like, minutes, and I have just been constant loop in my head. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Like, I literally cannot stop singing yeah. in my head for, like, over 24 hours now. It's it, so annoying. It, it is one of the catchiest songs and so when i was doing research for the synopsis this is unrelated to this song well no i'll do the song thing first so the guy who composed the song actually got sued because he stole like just big chunks of other songs which is wild to me because i'm like i've never heard this other song to compare it to and i kind of want to know what it is yeah i will do it after the episode but the the thing that fascinated me more is so this movie was co-written by very famously Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd, but the the genesis for the idea came from Aykroyd himself because I guess his entire family has like a fascination with ghosts, <laughs> like his his father and grandfather both like research ghosts heavily, and sometime in like 1981 he read like a quantum physics paper by some professor. And it gave him the idea of, like, trapping ghosts in a box. It was about, like, trapping energy. <laughs> and I'm like, for a movie that, I mean, I'll say, like, it's a stupid idea. But it, like, came from, like, legitimate science. I mean, the thing is... What's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Are you done with your synopsis? I, yeah, I'm done with the okay, synopsis. Great. So, what's funny is, like, when they are talking, like, whatever the science they're talking about is, it's 
literally nonsense yeah. gibberish like i don't even know if some of the words that they put together even go together like it is but that's what it's hilarious because you're just like yeah mm-hmm, yeah you're trapping mm-hmm. energy you're gonna trap them with these guns i don't know well when, you just believe it like you believe the nonsense <laughs> yeah i mean when when ernie hudson's character because he's the fourth ghostbuster when he gets brought in winston yeah winston when winston gets hired on hired on the spot which we're going to talk about that later. One of the most ridiculous scenes of the entire movie because of how popular the business is. He gets hired on the spot and they're explaining how the like entrapment field works. And he's just like, yeah, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And then you pull the switch and like the trap is clean. Like if the, if the light is green, the trap is clean. And he's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's the fill in for the audience where it's just like, yeah, this is complete nonsense, but you're talking I, fast. I get it. I understand. <laughs> like it's, I don't even know. But let's start, like, um, let's just start with the characters themselves. I think that's kind of, like, what they introduce you to. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the star of this movie is Bill Murray. As Professor, or, or, sorry, Dr. Venkman. Dr. Venkman. Um, He's, he's not the most ethical scientist. No, he's a scumbag. Yeah. He, but he, they, but I think also that's also contributed by the fact that no one takes anything that the three of them do seriously. Correct. Um, and that's, a, I think, you know, there's most, many Bill Murray movies that we know and love, like Scrooge, Groundhog Day. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. I mean, Caddy, I can't put Cad, Caddyshack <laughs> is just a whole nother level. Like we... We can't... Caddyshack, he does not have any character arc, John. He's just there, like, there. Oh, he's just an idiot. Yes. I, I... Yeah. Um, no, but other than, like, when he is the main character, it's... Bill Murray usually plays the same person every time, you know? He's, yeah. He's playing Bill Murray. He sucks as an individual, and you, you, you want to hate him, but then you somehow are like, oh, I do like you. I, like, want you to be... I just, you know, another Bill Murray movie we just forgot about. We've talked about it like 50 times. Osmosis Jones. <laughs> Shut up. Completely different. But yeah, I get what you're saying where he's this unlikable guy. Who... And I, I would I would also argue in Ghostbusters, like, you almost really don't like him in the beginning. You just, you like, the only things you like about him is how funny he is. And then yeah. you end up liking him more well, and more as the film goes on. And I said when we were watching yesterday, I said out loud, like, you know, I'm realizing right now, like, Bill Murray, I don't think is, like, charming or likable in any of yeah. his movies. And that comes from now, too. I feel like society, we've had a lot of Bill Murray exposure in recent years, especially with, like, how attached he was to the Cubs in their World Series run. I've realized I don't really like Bill Murray, like, today. Also, the movie Aloha really, really gave me a sour taste of Bill Murray, and that's the last movie I've seen with him. <laughs> I think the thing is with him is it's not... I- I don't know about the characters, like, anything, but he does have a comedic timing about him. Yes. And, like, the seriousness of his jokes and how they just play off every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's, when they're like, we must make contact, and he's like, great idea. Like, and yeah. it, it's just, it's very, no, no one can do that like him. It's, it's very, he does, like, the sarcastic, dry stuff that just comes off. Yeah. Like you said, his timing is great. And actually, another thing that I was reading about is the director of this movie felt so strongly that Bill Murray was the key to this success that he literally financed another movie that lost a ton of money that Bill Murray was in just to get him to sign on to do Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because he had this reputation at this time of pulling out of projects at the last minute. So 
the director was like, I'm going to give you one if you give one back to me, basically. And I agree. I think that he's, I mean, in hindsight, he's one of, he's the biggest reason I think why this works. Cause I don't know who else from that time period. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, no one does that kind of comedy yeah. like him. And it's, it's great. I mean, he, yeah, he, pull, he pulls this team together, yes. I think. Um, and then, in my opinion, my favorite Ghostbuster is a Dan Aykroyd, uh, Ray. He is my favorite one out of the four of them. He just has the best, like, it, funniest well, parts. But I think it's always it's always Bill Murray and him playing off yeah. each other. Well, I think that Dan Aykroyd, because he's playing the straight man. Yeah. Like, and you can tell, now that I've learned this in retrospect, like, you can tell that Dan Aykroyd, like, loves, like, the science of, like, ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why he played the character that... Yeah. Did that. But yeah, I mean, he does have the best lines in the whole movie. And then. But uh, I like, I like Harold Remus's. Oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like. I, oh, my apologies. Egot. Egot. I'm terrible with the names of the Ghostbusters. I don't know why, Um, but I am. <laughs> but yeah, Egot yeah, e- is also great because he's. Just as I say that Dan Aykroyd was the nerd, like, he's the the real nerd. Yeah, no, it's not. Dan Aykroyd's just p- passionate about it. Yeah, he's, it. he's he's very enthusiastic. Yeah. So those are the three main ones, you know, everyone, I'm sure everyone knows the story, but they, they get kicked out of, um, what was the college? I can't remember now. Somewhere in New York. It Our. doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, but they all lose their positions, their they funding. They lost their grant money. The, so did they even explain why? I didn't the guy literally just say like, "Oh, you're not doing science or something." It be, was it was like stupid. because they didn't believe like they were actually like outputting any kind of product, and also as you saw, he was manipulating experiments. <laughs> yeah, with the with the psychosis and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So Bill Murray says, "You know what? We should go into like the for profit industry and make a business out of." Ghost hunting ghosts, yeah. Which is funny because at the beginning of the movie, like they don't, they don't have any of this stuff at the beginning. Like they make all of it. They like, it's weird at the beginning of the movie when they get called to the library to see the ghosts. Like, they've never, I I don't even know if they've seen a ghost. No, before, they have Before then, no. So it's funny because they get there and they're like, "Well, what do we do?" I know, and then they they all run out. And he's like, "What do we do?" Like, we'll call you later. <laughs> So it's there. <laughs> um, I think another major thing that a lot of critics mention is the special effects in this film. Um, it's very <laughs> weird. It's it's interesting. I don't know. We talk about this a lot. There are some special effects that definitely hold up. Yeah. And are f- ridiculous and funny. And, they're, you know, they're not really believable, but they're... F- I think it does what ha- Haunted Mansion could not. Like, you... You don't yeah, care. I mean, Haunted Mansion came out 20 years after this. And, and this still looks... got the FX wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it did what Haunted Mansion could, couldn't could because uh, these ghosts don't look, like, like as real as humans do. Like, they look, they look way different. Yeah. Some of them look real, some of them don't. But, like, they still, like, you believe it. Whereas there's other ghosts in this movie or th- <laughs> monsters that literally don't make any sense how they move. Like, the dogs, like, the... Zool? The like, demon dogs, yeah. Oh my god. I don't even understand. Like they I'm like, why do they look so bad? And it was only them. Like everything well, else but, would look perfect. So it's crazy because it's not it's not all the time. 
we pointed this out, like, certain shots of the dogs are clearly puppets, and they look fine. Yeah, I mean, the puppets are fine. I mean, they look off-putting, but, like, it's, I think they're supposed to. But when the puppets move... But it's not puppets moving, I know. it's, like, it's CG. FF, CGI, oh. but this, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. It's, like, they were just, like, oh, man, like, half-ass this one, it's cool. Well, and, you know... I I am the person on here that usually complains more about effects when they look bad, but like I don't hold it against this movie because in 1984, no, and also it, yeah. it's supposed to be ridiculous, yeah. I, and I don't know that could be intentional because every time I was like, "What the frick is going on?" But I want to know what that looked like in a movie theater, yeah, like back then, because you know I'm sure that, and I said this yesterday when we watched, I'm sure any decent college animator could do the effects in this movie now like way better on some like not free software necessarily but like probably close to it yeah but sorry back to plot kind of so they they make their business they're trying to get calls they get their first customer dana um who is sigourney weaver who looks great (laughs) as always they they make some, like, weird, bad joke. Like, everything has to be, like... Why does Sigourney Weaver always have to be, like, super sexual about things? Like... Yeah. And it's not her fault. But, like, everyone really, like, makes her... And this is supposed to be a family movie, which is so funny. People are like, a family-friendly movie. And I'm like, some of the things in here, Wait, like... is this a family-friendly... What was this rated? PG. It was? PG. Are you sure? They swear a lot for it being rated PG. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, PG. Really? And they're smoking everywhere, but it's 1984, well, yeah, John. yeah, I mean, they smoke everywhere in 1984. But, yeah, it's PG, and, like, as you all know, Sigourney Weaver becomes possessed by Zool, and Zool is one horny monster ghost. Well, but we we never really get an answer. Is Zool, is Zool horned up because Zool is or because it needs to fulfill its purpose of like okay reuniting why... with the it's like the gatekeeper and the key master okay, this like plot obviously this plot's not supposed to be like the most sound plot honestly it is pretty sound like the concept of like doomsday and all the souls like yeah. all the ghosts coming and well supernatural. there's there is one thing that is not sound that that'll be my main gripe with this movie when okay. we get there but like the why does zool and the gate and the and the the key, master. the key master. Why do they have to make out to like fulfill? Like well, it's so and stupid. I, I asked you this too. So the the gatekeeper and the key master are both in the statues, and they break free. But why do they have to possess a person to do that? Like they're literally five feet apart from each other in that building. It would make so much more sense if they were like they. You know, in other movies where people get possessed by humans and, like, they have to, to they have to travel a long way, so they have yeah. to blend in. They literally live in the apartment next to each other, or across the hall from each other. It's so interesting. I mean, I know it's all ridiculousness. It's not supposed to be a sound plot. I mean, what's also hilarious about this movie is the fact that everyone just buys into the Ghostbusters except for the EPA. Like, literally, well, every single person on the planet, like... The, the Jews, the the Catholics, the Christians, yeah. the hippies, everyone, the atheists, everyone's like, go, Ghostbusters. When I was saying, I was like, if you were Catholic or Jewish, you would not be fighting Doomsday. You would think, okay, God is trying to kill us all. Like, like the, the time has come. Yeah. Like, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But, like, they have, I mean, that's, like, it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. It, it is. And the, okay, 
I, I have two major gripes with this movie. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but so the Ghostbusters, like not just the, like the religions embracing them, but their business takes off because they successfully catch a ghost at a hotel and you know, the hotel cuts them a big check, whatever. But so the Ghostbusters, they have this montage where like they're on the news, they're being interviewed, they're on late night, they're in like everything, they're everywhere. And one guy applies for, like, they, they post a job. One guy applies for the job and they hire him, like, sight unseen. It's like, these guys are everywhere. And also, what was the other part? Like, they go somewhere. Oh, no, no, no. It's when, it's when Bill Murray is talking to Sigourney Weaver and her boyfriend is like, who is that it's guy? It's not her boyfriend. Oh, it's her colleague? Yeah. Who well, plays in the same, ba- like, symphony, Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, her colleague is like, who is that guy? As if Bill Murray's face is not all over TV all the time. Okay, he is so funny in that scene. Like, that is honestly when, like, you start... I mean, I think we're all supposed to start, like, being like, ooh, we kind of like him. Like, because Sigourney Weaver starts to like him. Yeah. I mean, okay, I do want to talk about when I was a kid, like, watching this movie. Did you... Were you always, like, scared when she gets possessed and, like, the arms come out and then she sees Zool for the first time. Not not really. It scared me as a child, but I was also like six watching this. Well, so it's a really interesting thing with, I mean, this isn't a horror movie, but movies that are supposed to be scary in general. I think it's just, yeah, it's not supposed to be scary, scary, but like, it's like alarming as a six-year-old. Well, so if, when something is older, which I'll categorize probably incorrectly as pre-1990, like, it just doesn't scare me. Because it's just it just looks, but as a old. kid when you were watching this, no, I was never scared of this. Oh. I, well, I guess it's just me. Someone tell me if you were also scared. <laughs> um, I wasn't scared like scared, but you still were like, oh no. No, I was. I was never. Zool. I was never creeped out by this movie. Zool. Okay, and also some of the funniest parts too are when he. Are when he's like talking to Sigourney. Okay, this is like honestly prime acting on her part when she's possessed by Zool and she's literally like, <laughs> like in like when she starts to like go in the air, he's like, get down, please. <laughs> well, I love I love when he's like, can I talk to Dana? <laughs> there is no Dana. Only Zool. <laughs> Only Zool. I'm gonna count to three. One. And then he starts, like, growling. <laughs> I don't remember where we were going next with the point, but something that I... You know what? Actually, transition this way. So, I can't remember the last time I've seen this movie. It's one that I used to watch a lot as a kid. Like, I used to watch yeah. it at my grandparents' house because my grandpa really liked this movie. But I completely forgot that Rick Moranis was in this movie, which is crazy because he's, like, a pretty big part of the movie. I kind of forgot that he was, like, a big part at all. Me too. It's kind of crazy. So he's he's making a return to acting after 20 years. Mm-hmm. And his first thing was, like, a month ago. He's in a Ryan Reynolds Mint mobile commercial. <laughs> it, it's wild. It's a very interesting story why he quit acting for another time. But, okay. um, yeah, I forgot that he was in it entirely as the, as the key master. And I also, like, this is weird... So I, it's probably yesterday. I was like, oh, it's been five years since I've seen this movie. It's probably been like ten. Yeah, it's been I, a while. I couldn't tell you last time I saw this movie, and there were like parts I remembered, but like I kept forgetting like what like I 
I thought for a second that this was the second movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There were so many things. Like, I was like, wait, I don't remember anything. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, then you were like, then by the time you get to the end. Because, oh, if we want to just get to the end, like, the epic battle. I mean, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And it's so funny. I mean, so, you know, Zool says that you cannot, um, or no, it's not Zool. It's like whoever the fucking Uh, god uh, is. Gors? No. Gorgon? No, no, no. Gorgon. You're thinking of the Gorgonites. The Gorgonites. I love that movie. That movie's so good. Oh, Gozer the Gozerian. <laughs> also, they picked the most ridiculous mythology with the most ridiculous names. I mean, I, I'm get, I know that was on purpose. But so when Gozer says, like, you have to pick, like, pick your, not, not abuser, pick your your form yeah but like pick the form of your like the person destroyer that, the, the destroyer yeah. yeah and so like everyone's like clear your minds clear your minds don't think about anything and then she's like who has been chosen <laughs> and then they're all like who is it <laughs> who thought of it and then dan agro is like i'm so sorry he's like i tried i, I tried to clear my mind but it just the, it just came I just, to me i thought of the i thought what is the thing that would be the least <laughs> intimidating that wouldn't that wouldn't hurt me at all and i just thought of something good from childhood and he was like i thought of the the stave puffed marshmallow man and it's just so funny oh wait but before that he goes the best line of the entire movie is and before like, that they always say yeah like they always say um in this movie their solution is always to just go straight up to the ghost and like start talking to it and that well their thing rarely... is always like make contact make contact make, make contact. contact and it rarely goes well like the first time the the ghost in the library like screams them the second time bill murray gets slimed he slimed me <laughs> well then later he's he's like that's the guy <laughs> that's the guy who slimed me i mean that's the thing is like i can't even re i can't even into like imitate how bill murray like says his lines and that's how like how great he is um but basically like dan Aykroyd goes up to uh sigourney weaver as what's it called gozer the gozier gozer the gozerian (laughs) gozer the gozerian and he and goes the gozerian says are you a god and he ray goes well, no. And then she's like, well, you must die. And like tries to like get them off the building. And Winston is like, when a ghost or what is he like? When I, a, I don't even know. The- when a ghost asks if you're a god, you say yes. And I was dying. Yeah. And then they redo the same thing where she asks. That's what leads. And then she asks again, like, are you a god? And he says, yes. No. Wait. They don't say it again. He just says to for him to say that. Oh, sorry. My bad. I kind of want to talk. So obviously at the, but let's. When let, someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. So, uh, let's talk about how they defeat Gozer. Pretty infamously, they cross the streams of the proton packs, which they had thought might destroy everything in the world, but it turns out it doesn't was able to kill them, blow up the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and get Marshmallow all over, but we skipped... I was going to say, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass! <laughs> so, I want to talk about the thing that bugs me from this movie, because I, I like this movie, but something really bugs me, and that is the fact that the organization that causes all of this trouble 
It's not well, the not all of the trouble. Okay, not all of the trouble. Many, much of the trouble. Much of the trouble. I mean, they knew something bad was coming up anyway. Yeah. Because like there was so much ghost. There activity was so much. In yeah, so much City. paranormal activity. I get that, but the the final scene doesn't happen if, of all things, the EPA doesn't choose to shut off their power grid and have the ghost explosion and cause all of this and trouble. Stupid I mean, peck. I mean, like, I... When, if you're asking me the list of government agencies that are likely to interfere with their operation, the EPA is so low on that list. <laughs> I mean, honestly, people are so rude, though, to Dr. Vinkman. Like, they're like, a doctor of what? And it's like... That scene where... Like I don't even know what I would call him from the EPA. It's something pe- like Mister Peck. It's Peck. Like call him Peck. Well, I was gonna say like officer, but he's not an officer of anything. Like when he goes to the office and first meets him, he is so condescending and rude. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I gave you the chance to show me, like to show us, and it's like, uh, you were a dick when you came in here. Oh, he's like, what we're, do you wor- expect? we're worried about the the environmental effects that containing these ghosts has in the environment. No, it's so- not even that. It's like. What like all the technology they're using like that it could be like a supernatural waste or something. Yeah, he's worried about that. But then, like, think about the the other side of the coin. So, what do you do? Just leave the ghosts in and like cause havoc in the world? Like, we see that they can do bad stuff. Well, and then he literally goes, "No, they made all the like they made this all happen." Like, yeah, that's that's know. the part that bugs me. So the EPA turns off the grid and then the thing explodes. And then he's like, "Arrest these men! They they did this!" And it's like, "No, dude, you turned it off, you dumbass." Also, it's I think it's more so like to be a comment on like yeah. government and how like bureaucracy like works because like when they're talking to the mayor he's like you will have saved millions of voters yeah like of people like of future voters like and it's like yep that's what he cares about and like he brings in his freaking cardinal (laughs) oh i thought that i think like the second funniest line in the entire movie is when the cardinal comes in he's like of course the church has no official position (laughs) yeah on this matter (laughs) Which, and like Bill it's Murray's like, so st- like, of course they don't. <laughs> it's like so, it's so stupid. But like, I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, my that's the thing. I I really like this movie. It's oddly is not as good as I remember it, and that's not meant to be like some slight or insult about it. It's just that it's been do, so long since I've seen it. Yeah, I do think a lot of it definitely is nostalgia. It's yeah. I mean, if we want to go through how much this is used in pop culture like the costumes the you know luigi's mansion is based off the first like go the when they're yeah first i mean chasing ghosts Lu- luigi's mansion literally puts a proton pack on his back and he looks and, and the mansion looks exactly like it yeah and the ghost looks similar to slimer yeah and so you know they i think i just think obviously this is such a impactful yeah impactful on like our time you know it's one it's again one of, we already talked about this with jurassic park and back to the future that these are some movies that are just so they're, they're just ingrained in our lives yeah. and they will always be like that and it's it's a, just an 80s thing like it, it no yeah. other like era has this like how we do right now that the 80s nostalgia is just real yeah and so Famously, they've been working on making a third 
Ghostbusters, an official third Ghostbusters, because Dan Aykroyd doesn't consider the 2016 one to be I a successor. I just don't like that they just... Why did they have to call it Ghostbusters? Like, couldn't they just give it... I'm not sure. A, like, a subname? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But, so, a third Ghostbusters with the original cast, minus Harold Ramis, is in the works. They haven't announced when it's going to come out, but Paul Rudd is going to be in it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um... There was someone else that's announced to be in it, but, you know, that kind of leads me to this question, like, is for as much relevance as Ghostbusters has in our culture, you know, it's not even a question, really, like, I don't really know if we need any more Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, like, I don't think I want a Back to the Future, or, I mean, I guess we, we they've done it with Jurassic Park, and that's kind of like you know, what they can compare that to. But Jurassic... They do it right. Jurassic Park is a little different because, like, that's serious. It's a concept. I think, too, yeah, Jurassic Park is a concept that can live on its own. Ghostbusters, I mean, that's the thing, is Ghostbusters, it's not about the concept. It is about that cast. Yeah. And the ridiculousness that comes with them. Like, yes, like, that is what holds up, like, the story, but the thing is, I don't think the fact that you don't love Ghostbusters because you think like, oh yeah, I love the fact they're catching ghosts. Like you like Ghostbusters for that for the, for the cast. cast, and that's not the same thing for like Jurassic Park where you love the con. I mean, people love that concept. It's a cool ass concept, but it's yes, the cast of the original Jurassic Park is amazing and like all stuff, but it's not as you know impactful to why we like it as yeah. much. Well, and I think I think too like. Jurassic Park and now Jurassic World is something that benefits from improved CGI. The more realistic you can make the dinosaurs look, yeah. the be- I think that part of the reason that I like Ghostbusters is even though some stuff looks kind of cheap and like corny in hindsight, like I don't need to see a Ghostbusters with realistic looking No, it's ghosts. supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the point and that's why like the special effects in this except for the dogs. Um are great like i yeah. i love them i love watching them it's just yeah it yeah but you know like if they made a ghostbusters next year and like it's this super realistic thing like i don't think that that people are going to come out and be like i need to see these realistic ghosts like no i mean that's my question is you know for it's the same thing we talk about i think people talk about with disney animation is like you know will they ever go back and they've kind of done a little bit of that like with frozen it's not completely drawn but like you know Mm -hmm. in the 80 like in the 90s they went back to that like they went back to those hand-drawn when they could have been doing you know different animation styles Mm -hmm. and it worked and so i don't know like you know will they not saying they have to like completely like go primitive but could they like incorporate that style to make it you know still have that nostalgic feel of those effects mm-hmm. but maybe a little bit better well i i think that there are movies that do that in modern times i mean not super modern but like like zombie land kind mm-hmm. of did that where it's more lower budget and it is like campy and stuff like i think there's a way to do it i don't know if when they make the next one that they'll go with that because in 2016 they did go the route of having more realistic looking ghosts and like it just it's just not the draw. Yeah. But maybe you're right. I mean, they could they could return to it. I mean, you can do ghosts, make them more like puppets and just put like a glow around them. I think that's what they did for a couple of the ones in this movie, so I don't know. Mm. I don't know. 
I have one question just to like kind of kick off Halloween and it kind of goes with this in our top five. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, yes and no. Like how so? Do you believe in ghosts in the fact of like spirits or do you believe in ghosts like how the ghosts were in Ghostbusters? More so the first, like the first part, um, just cause like how ridiculous it is. Like I don't <laughs> believe that like a spiritual embodiment of something can appear in front of us like right now. Like I don't believe in that kind of thing, but in terms of like, like hauntings, apparitions. yeah, like the presence of something being there, like, yeah. I mean, why not? I don't know if you feel the same way or differently or... I think I, like, go... I, I like, kind of teeter a bit because sometimes I, like, don't believe when people are like, yeah, I saw a ghost or, like, I feel the presence or, like, the presence of someone. And yeah. also just, like, freaks me out. So maybe that's why, I like, just I never think about this. But I do think that there could be the presence of spirits. Yeah. And I mean... energy. Yeah, I mean, I base, I base like, this in, around something entirely stupid, and that is the fact that, like, how strong sometimes, like, deja vu can be about, like, meeting someone for the first time or... Uh, but isn't that, like, more, like, universe, like, other, like, dimensions slash, like, reincarnation slash... Like, that's not more about, about ghosts, though. No, not ghosts, but it, it has some loose connection in my mind that... I don't know. Have Does you ever it... used a Ouija board? No. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I don't believe in that. <laughs> All right. Well, that was my one question. Um, let's go to ratings. What do you give this movie? I give it a flat 80. I'm giving it an 82%. Nice. I love this cast. I think they're dynamite together, and they all play off each other well. Like, even the minor characters, like the supporting cast, um, Sigourney Weaver... Uh, Sam, is this Sam? No, wait, what's his name? Winston's name. Oh, uh, oh God, I just said this. You said it, isn't it Sam something? Uh, is it Ernie something? No, Ernie. Ernie Hudson? <laughs> yeah, oh. something Hudson. Why oh am I Hudson? God. Why am I, I still on Hudson? Hudson. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Oh. He looks great in real yeah. life. Yeah, he's in, um, he's in, what's it called? Uh, Grace and Frankie. Oh. Um, like, yeah, like Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, and Mick, Rick Mor- Moranis. Like, those, even, like, those characters just, like, make this film. And yeah. I think it's ridiculous, and I love how ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. I feel I echo all of those same points. The only, the only thing that I, probably is the difference between me and you is, like, watching this did make me realize, too, like, even though it's a short movie, it's, like, an hour 40-ish, it does move a lot slower than I remember. So the the twenty twenty one Ghostbusters is called Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ooh, and it's by the story is by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, and it's going to star uh what's his the kid from uh, Finn Wolfhard? Yeah. Oh no, that okay. A little Stranger Things talk. So Stranger Things is like the biggest pop culture thing to reference Ghostbusters recently. Stranger Things, though, when their cast acts in other stuff that has a little bit too much overlap with Stranger Things, it always gives me some pause because, like, he's in, um, he's in It, Mm -hmm. which he was fine in It, but I'm like, this has a little too much in common with Stranger Things because, 
it took some inspiration from that. So I always get a little worried when those kids are in things <laughs> that are referenced in Stranger Things. Eh, we'll see. I like Finn Wolfhard, though. He's fine. Yeah. He's not in that much. He's fine, though. All right. So this week's top five, we decided John had the suggestion of doing our top five movie ghosts. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be fun and easy. It's hard. And honestly, I feel like mine's really lame because, as we've said before, we are not horror movie watchers. I'm not super into that. It's just not my thing. I'm sorry if it is your thing. We will be watching a horror movie um, this month for this month because we feel like it's a good idea and we'll be reviewing it. So, um, but I just feel like to preface this, like, I don't think I have one on here that's from a, from like a horror movie. Well, and the other thing, so we've been very open about the fact when we make our lists, we read other lists to try and get a pool to work with. There is no list of movie ghosts. If you type in like best movie ghosts, it's movies about ghosts, horror movies that feature ghosts. Like it's, it sucks. This was a hard list to find stuff for. Yeah. Because I too, when I came up with the idea, I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. And then it was kind of tough to come up with stuff. So if there are ghosts we miss more than any other list, please tell us because it was very tough coming up with them and we might be missing something like super obvious. With that being said, I'm assuming you do not have any honorable mentions because I definitely don't. No, I literally put down five ghosts. Yeah. I cut one from my list, and I don't even remember who it was, because I swapped it when I thought of a different ghost. So, sorry, whoever I cut, you're already dead, so can't do anything (laughs) about you. My number five is Dr. Malcolm Crowe from The Sixth Sense. He is the Bruce Willis character that is on the other end of the line, the I See Dead People. Uh, Anna and I kind of talked about this before we recorded. Kind of a lame ghost, because... He's a lame ghost. But he's like the most obvious ghost in movie history. Yeah. So you got to have him on a list. So yeah. he is my number five, even though he is lame. <laughs> my number five is Shoeless jo- Joe Jackson um, from Field of Dreams. You probably could have made a whole list of just Field of Dreams because of all the ghosts in there. But I think that movie is like the most harmless movie about ghosts. <laughs> um where you just want, you see a ghost and you're like, hell yeah, I'm here for it. Um, I have but, a very hot take about Field of Dreams, but I'm going to hang on to it. I'm going to hang on to it. I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to say it, but I'm going to hang on to that take. When? I'll do it with this episode at some point. Just do it now. We're talking about well, no, cause Field I, of Dreams. Well, no, because I have on my list later. Okay, fine. Um, but yeah, Shoeless Joe, Joe Jackson, I think, is a great ghost and is a great, uh, gets the story across very well in that movie. I agree with that entirely. Um, great Ray Liotta role. I think it's Ray Liotta, unless it's one of those actors I always confuse him with, which there's like four. But my number four is my favorite ghost from the Harry Potter movies because they took out my favorite one from the books, and that is Nearly Headless Nick. Uh, one of my top ten favorite Harry Potter lines is when Hermione says, Nearly Headless? How can he be nearly headless? And then he, like, rips off his like this (laughs) he like rips off his head but it's connected by like a little fiber Mm -hmm. um nearly headless nick is awesome i forget who he's played by 
something makes me want to say John Cleese, but I know that's wrong. But he is a delightful ghost that helps Harry at many, many turns. Ghosts are a very important thing in Harry Potter, more so the books than the movies, but yeah. Nearly Headless my number four. I'm really sad they took out the best Nearly Headless scene, though, which is they have a, um, it's the Headless Ball that they have every year and nearly headless like finally gets an invite to go to it (laughs) because he like doesn't technically have one and he brings the trio as his guests and it's like a very it's a very fun um scene in the book and they do it in the harry potter chamber of secrets video game it's very cool where you do a mini game where you bowl with the heads of headless ghosts (laughs) on the game boy on the game boy color it's very crappy (laughs) Um, my number four is Ghost Rider, played by the one and only Nicolas Cage. Um, <laughs> that, that just automatically gets on my list if it's, if it's a ghost played by Nicolas Cage. Um, it's honestly a pretty cool concept, although the movies, like, may not be the best movies. Like, they're just fun to watch, and, like, he makes them fun, and he's a pretty badass ghost, so Ghost Rider. Are you excited for whenever they bring Ghost Rider into, like, the MCU? Even though it won't be Nick Cage, it'll be... They should make it Nick Cage. I mean, I know he's probably too old now. But, like... I don't know if there's a thing with modern de-aging technology and the fact that stuntmen do your stuff. I don't know if there's a thing where an actor is, like, too old. Unless he looks old. Like, unless they're trying to, like, say he's... Like, if they're gonna try and be like, oh, this guy's in his 20s or 30s, you can't use Nick Cage... He doesn't have to be in his 20s or 30s. Yeah, make him an old ghost rider. <laughs> old ghost rider. Uh, my number three is the one that I came up with pretty late. Uh, it is Hector from Coco. He is the, for those who might not know who it is off the top of your head, he is Miguel's grandfather who died and he was a... Mu- great-grandfather. Yeah, great-grandfather, sorry, because Coco was his Mama daughter. Coco. Um... I botched that. You it gotta was... stop. Why? Because Coco means too much to me for you to mess it up. <laughs> uh, you've only seen Coco once, I thought. Twice. Twice. I, do you know why I've only seen it twice, though? John, please explain why, why I've only seen because... it twice. I cannot emotionally stand seeing that movie more than once a year. We're getting close to Coco season. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hector is the true writer of Remember Me, one of the most beautiful songs that Pixar has <laughs> ever created. Well, he Pixar didn't create Remember it, but me. Okay, no, no, I already have to edit something with singing, so no. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he's just he's just a very good person who you can tell he spent his afterlife reflecting on mistakes that he made, and just a really good character from Pixar, my favorite movie studio, second favorite movie studio, pretty high up there. Okay, my number three is Banks. I don't know if Banks is forget. I always forget his full name, like Theod. Thea something. Now, it's funny. Anna wrote this down, and I was like, I don't know who that is. From Hocus Pocus. I'm very much on the record not a Hocus Pocus person. Binks is the best. Oh, Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Can you show me a picture? Because I don't even know. He's a black cat. That's a ghost? He, He's a ghost. He takes the form of the cat because then they can't kill him, because the then the witches can't kill him that way. But at the end of the movie, he becomes his ghost form, and he is re- reunited with his sister in the. Oh no, wait! He couldn't become. He couldn't go into the afterlife because 
he could, he had to wait until a virgin pricked his finger and then that happened. And at the end of Hocus Pocus, he can become a ghost and he can be with his sister in the afterlife. I don't remember any of that. Well, you're going to figure it out when we watch it. Mm. Because Hocus Pocus, it might be, you know, it's like pretty high up there in my favorite Halloween movies. Interesting. I don't understand how people can't love, like don't love that movie. It's so good. Um, but yeah, Binks is super cool. Just, I also like when I was 10 was like, I want to date Thackeray Binks. <laughs> like literally it was so cute. So crush. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Terrific. Uh, my number two, I've been hanging on to this take. So my number two is also Shoeless Joe Jackson from Field of Dreams. And here's my take on that movie. It's okay. It's not great. It's great. No. You're annoying. No. I feel the dreams is a movie that um, has gotten a lot of love in hindsight because people are like, oh, it's Costner's best sports movie. But I don't necessarily know if that's true. And also there's a lot of. What is a game day? Is it, is it draft, draft day? day? No, that movie sucks. <laughs> My I mom loves that movie. I don't get why. Okay. Hold on sidetrack from my field of dreams do you know why draft day sucks so in order for the nfl to let them use their licensing it's also produced by the nfl by the way yeah but in order for them to actually have the rights to the teams the stipulation was that none of the trades made in the movie no team can lose the trade so they all both teams when you make a trade which is not how sports work both teams have to win the trade there can be no bust players. They're, they can't paint teams in negative lights. Like, everything has to end up being positive, and that's not how sports works. It's also ridiculous. Kevin Costner flies across the country twice in the span of seven hours. He also gets, at the end of the final scene of the movie, this is my last draft date rant, he, he goes, so he uh, Kevin Costner's in New York for the draft. Mm-hmm. He drafts the player and then flies back to Cleveland. He gets from New York to Cleveland in 45 minutes. That's not realistic. It's just, it's just, it's stupid. It's a I, dumb movie. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's not me that loves it. No, no, it. it's for anyone who, that's your favorite movie. <laughs> your, your favorite Costner movie. Yeah, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, though, it's, it's okay. It's like the ultimate dad movie, but. That and like The Rookie. Oh my God. The Rookie, I really enjoy. I cry every time. Here's a funny story. I forget about it and I cry even. I'm not sure if my sister's going to listen to this episode or not, but I have a hysterical The Rookie story. So we saw that movie for the first time. We used to vacation every summer. It's like the most Midwestern thing ever. We used to vacation in the Wisconsin Dells every summer. We'd go for like a week. And every year when we were up there, we would go to a movie theater and we would see a movie. And one year we saw The Rookie, because apparently it came out in the summer, and my sister fell asleep in the middle of The Rookie. Every single time my sister has watched that movie since then, she falls asleep. <laughs> she has never finished that movie. <laughs> oh my god, so she never cried at that movie? She's never like, seen the when end. He, She's never seen the end of it. When he steps on the freaking field, I have a, I ball my eyes out. Okay. Can we, like, get back to the <laughs> Yeah, we can get, back. We can get back to that. All right. So you don't think Fields of Dreams is Kevin Costner's best? Uh, what's his best sports movie then? Uh, probably Bull Durham. Or is he in Tin Cup? I don't know. I also love um, the 
the oh um, McFarlane USA, great movie. That is a great movie. That that movie is like slept it's on. It's under underrated. That's for sure. that's a movie. If you ask someone, you're like, hey, if I explain this movie to you, can you name what because this movie is? It, I feel like it came out the same time as that cricket baseball movie, but it was way better than that cricket oh, baseball man. movie. Oh man, what was that called? Was that called? Um, I don't remember. Shoot. Uh, blah, 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 blah. hold on. I'm, I'm but making... in my opinion, that movie was better. Like McFarlane USA was better. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move. Kevin Costner was in Tin Cup for the record, which okay. is great. It's it's he's a scumbag golfer. It's a okay. decent movie. Sorry. Can we continue? Yeah, we can continue. All right, back to the subject. John's number three was feel was Shoeless Joe Jackson, and then no, that was my number two. Sorry, your number two. Okay, my number two is The Ghost of Christmas Past from Scrooged. Um, I love Scrooge. My family, like my dad and I, always watch it, and um, so it's like one of my favorite Bill Murray movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's very well known for its two, the Ghost of Christmas Past and the Ghost of Christmas Present. So did I say past? I meant the Ghost of Christmas Present. So the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah, I don't know which, I don't know what she said, actually. So the Ghost of Christmas Past is David Johansson. It's, he's amazing. It's hilarious. But in my opinion, the highlight, what I wait for when I watch that movie is for the Ghost of Christmas Present because Carol Kane is absolutely amazing ridiculous and like i don't know do you know screws very well no i've only seen it oh i've she's only seen the it fairy. once yeah it's been a long okay. time since i've seen she's it. the fairy and she constantly like hits him so she'll be like she's like oh frank and then she like hits she like literally it's so it's so funny and it i just love it so much and so she's a great ghost and yep carol kane just makes it i thought you were gonna have a different christmas ghost on your list mm-hmm. who uh, what's the guy from It's a Wonderful Life who, like, dies? Okay, no. Doesn't he, he die for a, a little bit of the movie? Because he, they see what he's life... He's not would, a ghost, though. But they see what life would be like if he's not there. That's a ghost. It's George Bailey also. How the hell do you not understand that name? It's George Bailey. George Sorry. Bailey! Sorry, well, I thought that was going to be... George! George Bailey, you say? Oh my God, it's so loud. Okay, go. Uh, I thought that was gonna be your Christmas. No, one, he's not a ghost. Okay. Well, my number one. He's not a ghost. He just has no past. I mean, they no. show, but they show what life he, would be. No, he wished he was never born. He's not a ghost. He's just a like man with no past. Okay. Semantics. Your semantics. Well, my number one. Give and, it to me. And I was upset because. There are three ghosts shown in this movie, and the the ghost that people rank the first. So my my number one ghost is Yoda. Okay, yes, that makes sense. Okay, there's three ghosts. I go- forgot that Yoda was a ghost at one point. <laughs> there's three ghosts. Oh, yeah, Anakin. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, people are like, oh, Anakin's a good ghost. Anakin murdered trillions of people. Yeah, it wasn't trillions. Really, it wasn't trillions. No, it wasn't trillions. Yes, he was the right-hand man of the Emperor who blew up multiple planets. Oh, I thought you meant, like, when Anakin, like, kills... No, like I thought you meant, like, in that, no. on that, in that town. I was like, there's no. actually people in that town? Well, okay, well, here, let's go back to that, Genesis. <laughs> Anakin murdered... Murdered... Hundreds. Not, not just the men, but the women and children, too. Yeah. I slaughtered them like animals. Uh, yeah, so he killed, like, a few hundred My allegiance is now, I'm like, my allegiance is the Republic! God. <laughs> Those TikToks Side- are so funny. Side note, I want to do an episode on, on the pre like, on all yeah. three as one, because yeah. those movies are hot garbage. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all these lists are, like, Anakin is the, Anakin is the ghost, because he's redeemed. He's not redeemed. He is a shitbag. <laughs> Yoda is 
awesome. Uh, he's a ghost not only in Empire Strikes Back, but he is also a ghost in The Last Jedi when he blows up that tree. <laughs> when he, like, from the dead, blows up a tree and then makes fun of Luke. Yoda is an incredible ghost. Incredible. I love him. Yeah, that's my number one. Because, on, I mean, I wasn't even trying to do the Star Wars thing. It's just that I remembered I was like, oh, yeah, Yoda was a ghost and Yoda rules. <laughs> okay, honestly... I'm probably going to get, like, shit on for this, but I just kind of want to do this to piss John off. So my number one is Casper <laughs> the Friendly Ghost. And it's not pissing me off. I'm like... You literally... He says, like, Casper. Oh, my God. No, he's God. lame. He's lame. Okay, here's the thing. That movie is a classic 90s movie. We all grew up watching that. Oh, we yeah. We all loved it. You know, you wanted, like... If you're a little girl, too, when, like, Casper turns into a real boy, you're like... Oh, I want to date Casper. <laughs> Maybe this is, a, this is a lot of ghost, uh, these are a lot of, like... Ghost romances. Go, yeah, ghost, uh, crushes I have. I, I guess I didn't know that. But, yeah, I just put, I mostly put on, like, Piss John off, and also because I just, like, didn't have anything better. I feel like all of these, usually I'm very big on my ranking, and, like, it mm-hmm. has to be in order, but I don't think that any of these, like, have a clear favorite, in my opinion. So, I... Didn't... I don't think I'm a big ghost girl, no. except for these ghosts yeah. that I had crushes on when I was um, eight. I wanted to take the time, so I'm glad Casper is on your list, because there is something that haunts me, no pun intended. There's a movie that I think of in close relation to Casper, mm-hmm. and a ghost that if I, if I could come with a guy's name would be on my list, but there is a movie about, that would air like, the same time of year as Casper, and I think it was, like, on ABC Family, and this is when I lived in my old house, so I was, like, five. So... Five, okay. No, so it'll make sense. So, because, like, this memory is, like, jumbled, but there was a movie about this boy who befriends his dead grandpa when he, like, goes to a mausoleum, and, like, his grandpa, like, comes out of the mausoleum, and for years, I try... I have tried to, like, key into google like what this movie is and i can never find it until like four years ago i found out what the movie's called what is it called well that's the thing i don't remember i found John, it i found why it why would once. you tell me a story like that that's so but stupid now whenever i think of casper i think of this movie because they would air back to back and i remember sitting on the floor at my old house watching this movie and john malkovich might have been in it i don't think he was though um but yeah that's the ghost that haunts me. Life goes on. The Amazing Stories episode, Grandpa's Ghost. No, I don't. I don't think it was a TV show. I'm pretty sure it was a movie. Edwin's grandpa died in his sleep last night. So why is the old? Hold on. Can I see a picture of it? No, that is a hundred percent. Kevin Costner. That is a hundred percent. No, is that Gerard Butler? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's Andrew Mc. Oh, I don't know who that is. Suffice it to say, I told you this story because. Ghosts are famous for haunting people, and that movie has haunted me for... nine good ghouls go bad? 19 years. Can I see a picture of it? Is the grandpa's face blue? It's Christopher Mm. Lloyd, you idiot! That might be it. That might be it. I might have to watch this. Yeah, it's Christopher Lloyd. It's based on an R.L. Stein book. Oh, man. There's so many... Danny Walker and his father, James, who have got... Um, and his father, James, who has gotten a divorce from his wife, have just moved to a town in Walker Falls from Chicago. So his father can fulfill the dream of reopening the family chocolate factory. 
Danny and James are staying. <laughs> Wait, is is the grandpa like yeah, Grandpa listen, Joe? <laughs> it's un- Danny and Fred are staying at James' father's, known as Uncle Fred, Christopher Lloyd. Uncle this is, Fred this is, is considered the movie. crazy and a bit childish, but Danny loves him very much. Danny dislikes his new life in Walker Falls, and it seems no one likes him, especially the football coach and his son Ryan, who had the school's biggest bully. The only person who seems to be nice to Danny is Taylor Morgan, the school nurse, and James' childhood friend. This is the movie. We just found this live on the podcast. See, this is why I say All this you had to stuff. do was put Grandpa Ghost ABC movie, you idiot. Okay, well, sorry. But for some reason, I associate that movie closely with Casper. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know how to end this now after that whole incident we just had. Well, thank you for listening to like this nonsense of a top five. Like We went way out there, and it didn't stay on Halloween at all. But... Happy spooky season, everyone, and we can't wait to have another spooky movie next week. See ya. Stay tuned on social media for our release schedule. We should be releasing that in the next couple of days. Bye. See ya. Boo, you ghouls. Are you a god? No. Then... Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes.